the show Five Track Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly. Apologies for the late episode this week. Lots going on, but uh, yes, the match. Ooh, uh, the match against Toronto FC. They always give us a tough, tough match, but one-one at the bends, and yeah, another uh, just screamer from Toronto from distance. Uh, but we were able to uh, level it in the end. But yes, uh, yeah, to uh, to start this match, yes, Miguel Berry, he gets the start up top uh, instead of Jackson Conway, and everything else was the same starting 11. But uh, yeah, uh, it did see Yorgos Yakumakis his first start on the bench anyway. Uh, and he was available for the first time, and uh, yeah, you know, of course, his visa was approved this past week. But uh, yeah, early on, uh, Barry he had the first shot of the match. Uh, unfortunately, he was not involved very much at all. They were not finding him up top. It was uh, very difficult. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, uh, yeah, Toronto FC. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they definitely, they pretty much gut-punched us a little bit, no pun intended. Uh, Federico Bernardeschi, uh, yeah, he get, he is found on the counter. Uh, Bernardeschi, he basically, uh, with his just, yeah, talented, uh, wand of a foot, he's able to, uh, glide past, uh, a couple of our defenders, Wiley and Gutman, Gutman, and then uh, right where, uh, just on the edge of the box, uh, he beats Gutman with a shot, and he also beats Guzan at the near post, and it is, yeah, just uh, kind of uh, really re reminiscent of, uh, of yesteryear, where, yeah, Guzan gets beat uh, from distance, Toronto, uh, as we may remember in the playoffs one year in 2019, uh, they also uh, beat us from distance. So it's it's one of these, um, yeah, you know, we're kind of used to it from Toronto, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, so instead, though, I mean, you know, instead of uh, heads dropping, we were uh, able to uh, yeah still control a good bit of this match. Uh, create some chances, maybe not the most clear cut of chances, but uh, yeah, you know, we were uh, still a little bit too much, probably pumping it from wide into uh, kind of the uh, the areas, but uh, some of them were finding players, some of them were not. Uh, I think it was definitely a lot better this match. Uh, we had 16 shots to their four, uh, but only six were on target, uh, and three of their shots were on target. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a lot better of a conversion rate for sure for them. But, uh, yeah, we had a lot more corner kicks, possession with 67, passing. Uh, we were just much better in a lot of areas. But we, uh, we definitely... I think are lacking that uh, that clear cut, um, you know, those clear cut chances that uh, are in the box. But 
yeah, we uh, we were able to uh, see the debut of Yorgos Yorgakamakis, and uh, there were some contentious moments for sure. Uh, there's definitely uh, yeah a couple of uh, of chances that looked very good for uh, Yakumakis where uh, you know his poaching ability uh, and I mean really yeah you know two moments with Yakumakis essentially uh, kind of kind of go where it doesn't go in our favor I mean uh, the first uh, first one being where uh, it's called offside Parata. Uh, his arm is called offside when, yeah, I mean, arms are not used to score anyway, uh, especially, uh, kind of the, uh, latter part of the arm. So, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely contentious and, uh, it's one of those, he was able to cushion a header down into, uh, kind of Yakomaki's area where he was able to, uh, finish it, but it was called offside, unfortunately. But and then uh, there was uh, a chance where Yakumakis was going up for a header and he was uh, pushed. And uh, yeah, you know, I can see maybe why it wasn't called because he didn't make uh, contact with the ball anyway, but uh, like it was pretty far above him. But either way, like. <sighs> It's a uh, it's a couple chances that's uh, you know that look uh, pretty good. Uh, he definitely looks to uh, get involved. Uh, he had a nice little layoff as a you know the target man at uh, one point in the middle of the field. Uh, you know, passed it out wide. And speaking about wide, yeah, uh, you know Wiley didn't have a bad match, but uh, yeah, again, you know, seeing that uh, where you know the the obvious. Uh, choice of his is to go to the byline and cross it in versus finding uh, some space on his right foot, finding a shot, finding a pass. Uh, it's more, yes, he's going to try to beat you out wide versus cutting in. And when Derek Etienne came in, it definitely gave that different dynamic that, uh, yeah, was definitely something that we, uh, we needed. Uh, you know, with the, the first choice, guys, I would imagine anyway, uh, Etienne and Yakumakis, we absolutely looked a lot more dangerous. And it showed uh, Etienne uh, beat his man a couple times. Uh, really, he beat a few men in traffic and, uh, you know, I think created a, a half chance. So it was definitely, uh, you know, between Yakumakis and Etienne, uh, yeah, we uh, we look to have some uh, some promising build up, and um, hopefully some better chances inside the box going forward. But uh, we were able to find that equalizer in the 60th minutes. Mateo Sesetu, uh he was found by Almada from a ball from Etienne, uh, who did create that uh, that chance uh, from out wide. Uh, from the space he created, and Mateus Setu from uh, the 18-yard box, he uh, yeah shot from long range, it ricocheted off two players. It was still on goal though, and it flew into the upper left corner, and even the match 1-1. And Hosetu has his first MLS goal. Uh, 
I mean, it's insane. Like, uh, he's been with us a good bit of time, but the finish was very good. And, uh, yeah, we definitely shot, saw him shoot a lot more times in this match. Apparently, they had been working with him in training on this. And so, definitely great to see that uh, this was the case, that uh, he was able to uh, find the back of the net. And hopefully, he will be able to uh, build on this. But, uh, yeah, we will have an update on Hosetu later on in this episode. But, uh, yeah, in, uh, you know, the uh, late heroics, unfortunately, were not present in this match. And, um, yeah, this match was a 1-1 draw. But uh, we do remain unbeaten. And our home unbeaten streak against Toronto FC uh, in the regular season extends to 7. So, uh, but yeah, uh, after the match, uh, there were some, uh, some talk and, uh, Makis, uh, he talked about his first taste of action in MLS and, uh, he said that he found the pace was a good fit for his playing style. Uh, he was encouraged by the team performance and their ability to possess. Uh, he said, quote, I felt that it suits me a lot. We will create a lot, score lots of goals. And I'm honestly really happy with that. We can see that there is a huge improvement since the last game. We dominated this game. We had possession of the ball. We can tell that we showed today that we are a big team and that we can achieve many things. And uh, yeah, he was applauded with a warm welcome uh, when he was brought on to make his debut. And he said, uh, first of all, quote, uh, the fans were amazing. I have to thank them because they welcomed me so warmly and the atmosphere was incredible. I think it would be even better if I could combine the atmosphere with the performance because I think the performance would have been really good with a win and with three points. And uh, I think, yeah, something that's uh, very interesting about uh, his uh, his demeanor, his uh, you know swagger a little bit is that, uh, yeah, he said even though he went only about 30 minutes, uh, he wasn't happy. And uh, yeah, he has very high expectations of himself. And, uh, yeah, an insatiable appetite to score, which is, yeah, this is what you want. This is uh, that, uh, that swagger. And, um, yeah, the, uh, he said, quote, I demand a lot of myself. Even if I score a hat trick, I will not be happy sometimes. I may be too egoist, and I know it's not good, but this is me. Kind of reminds you of somebody else that also wore number seven, huh? But... Anyway, that wraps it up for this match. Uh, of course, we will be playing Charlotte FC in Charlotte, North Carolina this upcoming weekend. but Or this weekend, rather. But anyway, let's get into the news. And uh, so the League's Cup, the, uh, the new bracket announcement uh, that was announced on Thursday. And uh, the match schedule... Uh, for the inaugural edition of the competition has been announced. And uh, yeah, there will be uh, yeah, some, uh, some very interesting matchups, of course. Uh, we, of course, will be playing Inter-Miami uh, on Tuesday, July 25th at uh, Drive Pink Stadium. And then we'll host Cruz Azul on Saturday, July 29th at The Benz. And uh, yeah, with the top two teams from each group advancing to the round of 32, uh, yeah, the announcement of the dates and times of, uh, yeah, you know, certain uh, 
specific things will be announced at a later time. Pre-sales are already available, but uh, yeah, I mean, this uh, this kind of CONCACAF competition, you'll see all 47 clubs, 18 from Liga Emekis and 29 from MLS. 29 teams in MLS is, yeah, it's wild. But uh, it'll be like a World Cup style tournament from July 21st to August 19th. Pretty much the leagues will be taking off a month. So uh, there will be knockout rounds. There will be a round of 32, 16, 8, uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and of course a final. So uh, yeah, it will be uh, an interesting competition. Whether you like it or not, it is happening. They will be playing each other, uh, Liga Mekis and MLS. For the foreseeable future, I'm sure, because, yes, this will be a competition that they will milk as much as they can. But, uh, yeah, moving on from that, uh, Doug Roberson of the ADC, he uh, reported that Mateus Osetu, he is questionable for Charlotte. He felt a minor twinge in his hamstring from training, so uh, it will remain to be seen if he will play a part. Uh, LA United, uh, we've created the most chances in MLS this season with 30, but uh, yeah, we should and also uh, put that with a caveat of how good are those chances? What constitutes those chances? Uh, are they, yeah, you know, uh, really, really strong chances where uh, they're high XG? I have my doubts a little bit. But uh, yeah, and then uh, lastly, LA United 2, they announced that uh, Academy Standout and uh, now homegrown as well, Luke Brennan, the Ford, 18-year-old, uh, he is signed to an MLS Next Pro contract for the 2023 season, and he will be uh, effectively a uh, homegrown player on January 1st, 2024. Uh, Carlos Bocanegra said that uh, Luke has continued to progress through the ranks over the past few seasons. He's a talented player that can play off either wing. Uh, he's got some experience with our first team during preseason, and we're looking forward to seeing him continue to develop with our MLS Next Pro team this season. And, uh, of course, he scored against Toluca in the AmFam Cup as well. Uh, yeah, I mean definitely a composed finish and uh yeah more to see from this kid more to come so definitely awesome uh to see this uh this homegrown atlanta kid uh yeah come in through the ranks but uh yeah that does it for the news and it gets us to our match preview so it's an early kickoff 12 p.m in charlotte it will be it will be a very tough match, I feel like. Uh, even though Charlotte's, uh, they have not uh, really gotten anything from their first two matches. They lost against New England Revolution. They suffered a 3-1 defeat against uh, newcomers uh, St. Louis City FC or SC. And uh, yeah, it means they're they're hungry, though. It means they are definitely, uh, yeah, they're going to be desperate to get points and yeah I mean uh, you know a lot of us are probably going to be making the trip there uh, yeah definitely it will be uh, a good atmosphere and I, I 
I imagine it will be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, this uh, this side, they uh, they have a kind of uh, very uh, very good kind of uh, recruitment. I feel like because um, yeah, a couple of their uh, their DPS, uh, you know, definitely can uh, can be very very dangerous. But uh, I think the the main thing, of course, uh, to lead off with is that uh, the passing of Anton Walks is uh, a very not only a massive blow to the uh, sporting community, uh, you know, but also to Charlotte FC. Uh, and yes, uh, you know, again, uh, if you would like, uh, you can donate to their family fund. The link is in the description below. But uh, yeah, we uh, no doubt we'll see some uh, some tributes uh, to Anton Walks, uh, you know, before this match and uh, probably throughout. But uh, yeah, so uh, in terms of uh, this team, uh, I mean, you know, the key departures from last season: Jordi Alcivar, uh, it was a young DP midfielder. Uh, it didn't quite move the needle, but uh, the key acquisitions from this offseason, Enzo Copetti, who we were also linked with, uh, yeah, he's a uh, goal scorer for them, and uh, yeah, it will be someone that uh, should be uh, someone that will be uh, quite dangerous, and yeah, he might have something to prove as well against us, because uh, you know ultimately he went to Charlotte, but Ashley Westwood as well. Uh, veteran English midfielder, he comes in. Uh, Bill Taluma, uh, yeah, he uh, is a defender for them. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a good team. I think it's just that uh, they have not gotten the uh, the run of luck possibly in the first two matches. But uh, the pundits they're a little mixed on where this team can finish. They have this team finishing as low as 13th and as high as 5th in the East. So it will be fascinating to see how uh, how this team puts it together this season. I mean, uh, of course, last season they uh, they got rid of their manager midseason, Miguel uh, Angel Ramirez. And uh, yeah, the, uh, the new coach, Christian Latanzio. Uh, you know, he's trying to put it together and get them into the playoffs for the first time. Uh, they, of course, last season finished in ninth, right outside of the playoffs. But uh, getting to our our uh, our team and predicted starting lineup. Uh, so Chol is still recuperating. Uh, unknown if he will be available. Alonzo, uh, Ozzy Alonzo is unavailable. He's still in individual training. And, of course, the aforementioned Matias Asetu. He is questionable with his hamstring, so that predicted starting 11, I think, looks like Guzan between the sticks, Lennon, Robinson, Purata, Gutman. Uh, in midfield, I think Abara keeps his place. Uh, Santiago Sosa, of course, is available now after his suspension has ended, but I still think he's probably a little bit... Uh, short of fitness so I think Amar Sadich comes in for Mateus Hasetu and uh, yeah I think uh, that's uh, that midfield uh, slash forward line uh, out wide Luis Araujo of course uh, Thiago Almada in the middle and I think Derek Etienne gets his first start 
on the left. Up top, I still think it's a little early for Yorgos Yakomakis. He did mention uh, struggling in the 30 minutes uh, with fatigue. So I think Miguel Berry gets the start again, and then Yakomakis comes on later to uh, yeah get more minutes. So uh, what do you guys think? What's the starting 11 going to look like? But uh, I think that scoring uh, that score prediction going to be 1-1, I think, again. Uh, I think uh, they'll get the first points of the season with, uh, you know, Charlotte's, uh, you know, kind of uh, at least uh, salvaging, probably. Uh, I think we'll score first. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we share the points in this one. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But that pretty much does it for the match preview and the entire episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is which winger, Luis Araujo or Derek Etienne Jr., will have more goals in 2023 for Atlanta United? Let us know in the comments below. Looking forward to what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Ah!